1: Since 1993, Copenhagen Modern Furniture has showcased Austin's largest collection of fine contemporary furniture and accessories. Now at Copenhagen, receive $200 off any stressless seating or $400 off stressless Mayfair chair and ottoman when you donate $50 to one of our local charities. For more ways to save, visit our showroom on Breaker Lane or go to copenhagenliving.com. Copenhagen Modern Furniture. Austin's premier destination for everything contemporary.
2: Welcome to I Love You So Much, the podcast about the people, places, and things we love about Austin. Our podcast is from the feature staff at the Austin American Statesman, and we're sponsored by Copenhagen Furniture. I'm food writer Addie Broyles, and in this week's episode, we head to the shoe lab of Selena McCartney, owner of The Art of Shoes. After a long stint in New York working for Steve Madden, The San Antonio native is now the head shoe designer behind Katy Perry's footwear collection, and she also teaches shoemaking classes in East Austin. I went to one of her sneaker-making classes earlier this year to learn about what goes into an everyday pair of shoes, why she picked a career in footwear, and why she loves designing some of the most out-there stilettos you've ever seen. After the class, I invited her back to the studio to carry on our chat. McCartney, welcome to I Love You So Much. Thank you so much. So I got to go to your shoemaking class
3: a few weeks ago, and I was surprised at what a moving experience it was. There are people that are coming in from out of outside of Austin just to come to my classes.
2: And everybody was so passionate about making things, having hands on, expressing themselves, making a piece of art that they could wear. You were just speaking the same language. Yeah, it, it's
3: my love language. Yeah. <laughs> um, here, try this one. Yeah, sounds That's That's cool. better. So we have another person coming but she is not here yet. I'm gonna get us started. Has everyone picked out their materials and stitching colors? Well actually stitch you don't have to worry about right now but it's there. Um, has everyone picked out their materials? Yes. You know what you're doing? I think yeah. I'm gonna do uh, a, a natural kind of tan hide and a white because I'm thinking I'm either gonna baseball stitch some seams on it or use a, a sashiko stitching pattern.
2: A, do you want to you can tell me your name? Or your
3: oh, name. I'm Brandon Christensen. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. so how
2: did you find out about the class?
3: Uh, I saw it on Instagram. Yeah. Um, so.
2: What made you want to take it?
3: I like to learn stuff. I like to make things, and I'm a little shallow. So having control over like visual appearance is big to me. So, um, and my therapist told me I need to do something new. So there was that. Um, so that's that's why I did it. If that one's not, um, here, try this one. All right, so in front of you, there is a paper pattern, and um, or paper patterns. Um, and so we have some options here. We have an option of a super low top. We have an option of a low top, which is the red shoe, wherever that oh, floated around. Oh, here it is. The red shoe here, so that's a low top. We have a high top, which is the classic. It's the snake, white snake shoe there. Um, just think of like a converse or whatever, and then a super high top. So that gets really high. Does everyone know what they're going to do? High top, low top?
0: I'm going to do a high top. High top, cool. I'm going to do the high top too.
3: Yeah, I about you? Yeah, I'm going to high top. High top, okay, cool.
2: I could not believe when I saw that you can make a sneaker in three
3: hours. Well, four hours, four but hours, yes, yeah. sandal we can make in three hours. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Like I said, picking your colors and, and stitching are the hardest parts. They're right here, Brandon. Oh, I put them out here for you.
1: Good. Oh, um, orange.
3: <laughs> so for things like the uh, strip at the back. Mm-hmm. Is it bad if you want to alter that? Do it if you want to, okay. you're the designer. And if you know and you have confidence in what you're doing, 100%. I had a girl add a toe cap to her sneaker. Just know that it, if it takes you longer, you might need to take a half pair home with you. That's the only thing that I'll throw out there, but be creative and this is your sneaker. So yeah, cool. that's awesome. I love that. I've never put a pull tab in the back, so that's great. Okay, cool. You got scissors, get in here and start, um, start cutting it up. Um, I'll just give you a little history on um, how I started in the shoe industry. Um, I'm from San Antonio, and I worked for Steve Madden at his retail store, and so I basically started my own thing, um, a trend report that I would send into to the Steve Madden Home Office, and um, I sent it out weekly, and I just said, like, what's hot, what's not, these are what girls are wearing if you have anything you know with like a bandana print on it or this specific color everyone's wearing chartreuse like things like that i was just giving feedback to the um, home office in new york and they were sending me shoes that were basically similar to what I was requesting and it was so weird I was like it's that easy yeah. it actually wasn't in the end but um, <laughs> once I fa- figured it all out but um, once I started receiving those shoes I, um, I was blowing out like my store w- became the number one selling store um, and so they were very excited I was making a lot of money for them um, I then got asked to open a store in Chicago And um, I was very excited because I wanted to get the heck out of Texas and so I I committed to the job as long as I was able to go to school and they said okay so I moved over to Chicago and I um, started the open the store there and then I basically started doing the trend reports same thing sending feedback getting Shoes blowing up in sales etc cetera, etc cetera. and then it was time for me to go to school so I went to Chicago Art Institute and got in there and came back with my schedule and they were like absolutely not you cannot go to college you're gonna be in the store you're the store manager you need to be there like 80 to 90 percent of the time and I kind of lost it because I moved over you know thinking I was gonna finally go to school an an art school because I never wanted to go to normal school (laughs) and um, I found a new job I went in and looked around and I found a new job I put my two weeks in and once I did that um, they kind of freaked out and they were like wait wait what what's going on what are you doing like don't leave and they asked me to come to New York and interview as an assistant designer with no design like experience at all um, so it was really weird I was like why <laughs> and they were like shut up just get over here mm-hmm. so I flew in I met Steve I interviewed with the designers and a lot of other people in the office and um, I got the job and they moved me to New York and I started out as an assistant designer um, my first job as an assistant was to take my boss's sketch and walk into the factory which was in their office in Queens and follow that sketch around. So I take the sketch to get the materials. I pick out the materials. Then I take it to the pattern maker. We'd cut the pattern. I take it to the stitcher. They'd stitch it. The laster, the gluer, etc. So I couldn't leave until the shoe was finished or the shoes were finished. Um, and then I just got my boss's sketches and I started training my hand. I didn't know how to sketch, and I just taught myself how to sketch, basically like till this day I can only sketch shoes and stick people and I can't sketch (laughs) anything else and I'm really proud of it. (laughs) Don't ask me to sketch anything. I don't want to sketch a flower. (laughs) Um, So uh, yes I worked for Steve for five years and then I went on to work for Fry. I feel like everyone's pretty familiar with Fry and then um, moved over to Calvin Klein, became the design director there and then I went freelance. I went on my own and I just like wanted to leave the corporate world and do my own thing. Even though I still worked with corporate, I was on my own and I worked for um, great companies like Gap and um, I worked with a few celebrities, Rachel Zoe, Nicole Richie. I I am the design director for Katy Perry now, currently. So, um, and then work with a brand out of Guatemala as well that is uh, a give back brand. So that's really great. And I just really wanted to move back to Texas. I was in New York for 15 years, and I really wanted to be back in Texas. And so, anyway, that's my story, and I'm super happy to have you guys here. And I would.
2: Why did you end up moving to Austin? Because you're from San Antonio. Yep,
3: I'm from San
0: Antonio. Why Austin?
3: I um, I didn't. I knew I wanted to come back to Texas. I missed it so much, and. I knew that it wasn't San Antonio and Austin is pretty much the most fun city out of all of them Um, and it's very it's the most creative to me in my opinion Um, there's a lot going on I feel like there's just so much music and art and again I I felt like I could be myself it's it's so it's it's just so much fun for Mm -hmm. me to see all the (laughs) did you feel like you fit in in New York City I did I did. Um, I feel like my adulthood was in New York. So I feel like uh, it's been a very hard transition to actually come back to myself. (laughs) I'm like, why am I in line for so long? (laughs) Why are people talking to me? And then I'm like, wait, nobody's trying to get anything out of me. I'm back in Texas. This is like my home. Everyone's just like genuine and nice. And you know, it's, it's been a it's been a hard transition, but I feel like, you know, I, I, I took a shower and I like got rid of that nitty gritty New York City part of me.
2: <laughs> Has being in Austin
3: softened you or awakened you or Both. how would you say it's changed you? That's interesting. Awakened is a, a good word. Um, when I first moved back, I only had two freelance shoe design jobs and they were very easy um, and I spent most of my time like designing in the morning, going to yoga and finding myself again. And, um, it's, it's been nice to find that balance. You know, New York is very like rush, rush, rush. You're just going to the deli to like get your coffee and you're really fighting everyone just to get there. So it's constant stress. So, um, it was, it was very eye opening to be like, Oh, I actually like, don't have to rush to go get a coffee like it's totally fine um and uh yeah i mean it's it's just been it's been it's been a a hard transition but much easier for me now (laughs) how has being here influenced your shoe design um it's brought me back to reality it really has um New York is great because it's high fashion and quite honestly only 10 people are going to wear that high fashion shoe with the freaking plastic bottle cap on it. Like no like nobody's wearing that, you know? So um, it's brought me back to reality as a designer and and uh, it's it's kind of it kind of made me angry at first cuz I'm like well, why did I work so hard this whole time, you know, as a designer and try to come up with all these newest and greatest things if people are just going to wear the same thing over and over again. But it's, it's actually a beautiful thing, you know, like it's, it's a, it's a way of expressing ourselves, but, you know, maybe that simple silhouette has just a rose gold color, you know, it's not a black color, you know, or a Brown or whatever. Um, It can be simple and easy and still happy, you know? What have you noticed about Austinite shoes? Um, (laughs) Lots of
2: wedges. (laughs) Lots of wedges. Um, is that because they're uh, easier to wear than heels?
3: Or? Wedges are so easy to wear. Yeah, they really are. Um, Maybe it, for
2: the rough terrain, you're walking. You might. You never know when you're going to be on the hiking bike trail. Exactly.
3: Well, I don't know about that, but <laughs> but um, it is easier to wear um, because it gives you height. And it's not a stiletto. You're not going to get stuck in the ground, you know? So, um, and then if the pitch isn't too high, which the heel height isn't too high, then they're just the easiest shoes to walk in. But yes, the wedges are like number one here. And I really need to like start my wedge class. It's, um, I'll have to start that next, um, next spring because mm-hmm. we're getting into fall now. But I can't wait because it's going to be big. <laughs> I'm not going to have enough space in the room for everyone. <laughs> not as many Birkenstocks maybe as you might have uh, yay, thought. yay. Uh, Uh, Birkenstocks, those kill me. Um, And I have to say, I finally got a pair. They're Adidas, but it's embarrassing. Um, I haven't, I like them a lot because they say Adidas on them, but I haven't shown, I haven't worn them in front of my boyfriend yet.
2: (laughs) Mm -hmm. I mean, it also does feel like a Sandal City.
3: It is a Sandal City.
2: But we're pretty casual, you know, when it comes to fashion.
3: But I also think that we
2: hold on to our creativity and we love that idea of self expression through our hair or makeup or clothing that we make. So you are getting people, though, from all over the country. Yeah, it's so wild. I don't know how how they're finding me.
3: It's pretty great. Um, I have people just messaging me on Instagram. You know, I feel terrible that I'm not as active on Facebook. Um, uh, But, you know, with Instagram, I'm, I'm actively on it. And people are constantly sending me messages. And, you know, I wish I could come. And so... I've, I've just like kept in touch with them and I really feel like they're my friends. Um, and then when they actually like fly in, like my student that just flew in, um, and then just this past Sunday, having two people come in from two different cities, it was like, we're friends, you know? Like, I'm always connected to everyone that comes into the space. It's it's pretty wild. There hasn't been one person that's come through that I don't feel connected to. And mm-hmm. these small
2: classes, the idea is that you're actually making a pair of shoes in the class.
3: Yeah. So it's very
2: hands-on, you get to know people over over the three or four hours that you're there. Yeah. Yeah, I
0: think that's that perfect, perfect for you. Okay. Um, yeah, I had tried on just one before, but... And what
2: was your name?
0: Michelle Terry. Oh, what well, made you want to take you the you class? Well, I saw on Instagram. I actually designed or children's or clothes for black special black occasions. White. I went to the Arkansas yeah. Fashion School also, in Little Rock, forget, Arkansas. So, so I came from Little Rock to take this class today. So I'm super excited.
3: We've been in touch
0: for like two months or something. Maybe more. Yeah, probably so. Yeah. I was thinking maybe there was something with Katy Perry's collection or mm. somehow that's how I think I finally got to her and I thought, you mean there's a place within <laughs> hours of Little Rock, Arkansas that I can go and learn about making shoes? Because I figured in New York, you could probably go sure. and it'd be mm-hmm. probably how much t- to get there, to pay for the class and you know. And when I found that and I thought, I've always kind of dreamed about Trying to make shoes because I wear a size ten and I've always had trouble. I've got a daughter that wears an eleven. Mm-hmm. So you know that's one of the big things to find the shoes that you want in your size. Anyway, well that's how I'm here. I'm so excited. I love it. Thank like you. kid at Christmas, I was telling her. Yeah, I'm so excited. So great. What a great
2: group you got together. Yeah.
0: I had this cute little boy in
3: here one time, twelve years old. Him and his dad came in. It was a Father's Day gift from his wife. And um, he was so cute. he came in and he was like, "I'm a sneakerhead." And he came in real cocky, but it was so funny. <laughs> and he was like, "I'm a sneakerhead." And I'm like, well, you look great?" Like he was fashionable, he was so into it, I'm like, this little boy's gonna crush it, right?" Mm-hmm. He got to cutting his first shoe and start to, to stitching like the half pair and he's like, "I'm gonna leave this up to the factories from now on he was just (laughs) done so I'll have like most of those but then I'll have like one of these guys that are like okay I'm passionate I'm creative I'm gonna do it they're passionate but like not necessarily for the work part you Mm -hmm. know you guys are gonna laugh at me or like (laughs) chuckle because after every class I tear up and I just get so emotional because I'm just so happy and everyone's so happy and it's like the best part yeah it's a be- I'm already getting like silly right now but anyway it's the best part of um, it's the best part of, of what I do is just making other people happy and seeing how excited they are with the product that they've made you know like this is not making a coaster you're making something that you're wearing and you're going to show off and it's a reflection of your personality and and I love expressing yourself with fashion.
2: Tell me about the Katy Perry collection. You have worked with several celebrities before. She's one of the better known ones and this is an ongoing project you've been doing for more than three years now.
3: Yeah, I'm I'm approaching four years and it's super fun. Um, I love working with her. She just makes me so happy. Like every time I go to a meeting with her, um, I, I get that, like, um, I get that little adrenaline rush of creativity again, you know, um, because day to day work with, you know, design, designing shoes is not just, I'm just sketching shoes all day. It's actually entering technical packets and doing measurements and you're actually like building shoes. And I like to say that you're building little buildings. So, um, Everything is to the millimeter and it it gets very tedious. So um, when I break away from that and then get to like work on product with her and like show her like what what the designs are, she just gets excited. And then we go back and forth and it's just super fun. I mean, she's just the most creative person I've ever worked with.
2: So. It's interesting to me that you have such a hands-on business that involves creativity and that people want to come and do together. So, you know, maybe parents and their kids or friends. You mentioned that you have a bachelorette party coming up. You're <laughs> going to go fly somewhere yeah. and teach a a bunch of women it's, how to make shoes. It's
3: wild. I have a bachelorette party of 20 girls and I am so excited and so scared all at once. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of ladies to handle but they've promised me they won't drink till the last hour. <laughs> so that's that's are some sharp tools involved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So why do you think that people today are so interested in using their
2: hands to make something that they could pretty easily buy and even customize online? I mean there are lots of places you can go online and, and maybe de- quote design a shoe and then get it a couple of weeks later
3: for me it's the experience you know when I opened my store um, on South First Street I had part retail part shoemaking and once I launched the shoemaking and made that public the retail nobody paid attention to the retail it was it's all about experience it's also all about unity um, coming together, I've had um, a father and son come in for Father's Day, like their the husband's wife got them a gift. They made sneakers. I've had an eight-year-old um, have 10 of her little friends for a birthday party, Bachelor, like I said, bachelorette party, wedding party. Uh, I had a, a group of 10 girls for like a, their 42nd birthday party. Wow. I mean, there's just so many different people that want to make shoes. It's just amazing because
2: there's this criticism of American society that it's all- Consumeristic and we just want to buy, buy, buy and have mm-hmm. and collect and consume. But um, I think your class is such a good example of we're actually collecting experiences yes. more so than I think we have. Yeah. In generations. Yeah. Um, and the idea, I think there's probably been some uh, changes that have happened in the shoe industry that makes it easier
3: for you to.
2: I don't know. I mean, tell me about how production might have changed. Like when are, 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 are shoes made the same way that they were 20 years ago when you started?
3: They're a lot different. Yeah um they're a lot different there's a lot less that goes into them um it's more fast fashion which is very hard for me to take in um as a person as as myself um so yeah it, they've taken things out of it they've taken comfort out of it they've taken a, le- a lot of leather out of it you notice like a lot of shoes that you buy it looks like a leather outsole but it's not a leather outsole um so it is a lot, lot different. Um, but the fact that, like, you're making your own shoes, you know what's going into it, you're picking your own leathers, um, you're picking your own outsoles, and you're Instagramming it the whole time. You know what I mean? You're like, I'm not just having this experience with my, myself. I'm, I'm showing everyone else what I can do in my experience. And that is the world that we live in, you know? And, and
2: you're not just... <clears throat> And you're not just watching a TV show about somebody else making shoes. No, you're doing it yourself. Yeah, and then you get to wear it, and it becomes the topic of conversation. It really does.
3: It really does. And and that's what I like to call like real deal advertising, you know, like you're everyone's a walking brand and it's a conversation starter, you know, like hey, check out my shoes, I just made them or, you know, you have great shoes. It's it's pretty amazing. And they spend time with you and they buy into the brand. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. So you have a new
2: evolution to the the company coming up later this year around the holidays.
3: Yes, I'm super excited to announce it. Um uh it's it's the Art of Shoes shoemaking kit and so it's for sandals only right now. This is how I want to start because it is the easiest version of shoemaking. Um, There are some shoemaking kits out there, but it's very complicated. And with with the way I teach my shoemaking class and the way the sandal kit is set up, it makes it very easy, very understandable. And um, you just, you know, you're not there like Doing it for twenty hours, you know, yeah. um, it's pretty. It's pretty instant gratification, I would say. In in three hours, you know. And so when you would order it, you would say what size you are. Mm-hmm. You would select the
2: materials, and then you would make it at home.
3: Yeah. So I have right now. I have a few different skews. So I have like a black, a nude, a gold, and then I might do like a multi. Which is um, there's one shoe that's like the crowd pleaser. Everyone comes in at least every every class, one person makes that col- color combination. So I'm like, I can't get rid of that one. That's like my number one. Um, so. So, yeah, so you'll pick your skew, your colorway, and then you'll pick your size. And there's kid sizes available, which is so beautiful. It's like a perfect gift. Um, and then I ship you all the the tools and the outsoles, and you are, you are your own cobbler. It's pretty cool.
2: Okay, so this is my last question, and it's a little philosophical. But, you know, uh, you've been working in shoes for a long time, working in fashion, watching people, watching people not just wear shoes, but pick shoes and think about shoes. How do you feel like our shoe choice or maybe our lack of even paying attention to shoes, what does that say about us? I mean, like for when I, this is before I was on One Not to Wear. (laughs) (laughs) Talking about this. Um, I had, you know, the same five pair of shoes Mm -hmm. and I wore them out and they were filthy and they were tattered Mm -hmm. and they, um they were not the best the highest and best expression of myself uh-huh. and then after i was on that show i had this realization that like i really needed to pay attention to yeah. those small details do you feel like people either get it or don't like they either um speak that language through their shoes and they um i gosh i'm just not really asking this question i know very what you're well, saying
3: but. i know what you're asking um um yeah i you're basically like are they are they into fashion? Or are they not into fashion? Can and buy their
2: somebody's shoes.
3: Sort of, but the beautiful thing about humans, to me, is that even if they don't have the most fashionable shoes, there's always. I'm like, I'm not saying that that's not it's not special, you know, <laughs> having, having fashion or not having fashion, but like, I just think humans are so special in general. You know, it's just like I. I mean, I hate to clean. <laughs> I hate to clean. What does it say about me? Does it say I'm a dirty person? No, I just don't like to clean. I'd I'd rather spend my time like, you know organizing my closet, you know, not cleaning the toilets or cleaning the sink. Like I don't know. It's is that weird? No, it's and like, you just
2: outsource it. Well maybe. You outsource
3: know. it. You just know. like you can outsource a stylist, you know? Oh, yeah, or get or shoes. You yeah. Know?
2: Some people don't want to be as involved and they just want to sort of take it. And other people want to be more involved with it. Yeah. Um are there any shoe rules that you have?
3: Oh I just yeah, for myself?
2: Yeah. Yeah. And if and maybe flip
3: flops, no flip flops. <laughs> I just they Oh, they're horrible. Yeah, it, just in terms of how, how they look, or they're bad for your feet, or I don't even. Even if they were great for my feet, I would just never wear them. <laughs> and I have worn them. And if anyone has a photo of me wearing them, do not post. But I haven't worn flip flops for like a million years. They're just they're just so unflattering to me. <laughs>
2: and is it because I
3: mean toes? I, it... I I'm okay with toes. Yeah. I'm okay with toes. I also. I think flip-flops on men are way worse than flip-flops on women. Like, I, a, a woman can pass, but, like, the, no. Right.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, and you probably also have a, some thoughts about having nice pairs of shoes, sort of like dress-up shoes. You know, it's almost like dressing for the job you want to have. Like, mm-hmm. wearing shoes for the, uh, you know, <laughs> the woman you want to <laughs> date. <laughs> don't, I yeah. don't know, like, if you're a man and you're going out and you're wearing flip-flops, yeah. that doesn't really attract... Uh, the k- kind of attention that maybe you
3: want. And yeah. The same could
2: be said of women probably.
3: Yeah, there are a lot of rules I think that women have too with 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 a lot of those things. Not just flip-flops, but mine is for sure flip-flops. Yeah, just flip-flops. <laughs> okay. Well,
2: Selena, thank you so much for coming in too. I love you so much. Thank you. That's our show. Thanks for listening and thanks to our sponsor, Copenhagen Furniture. Check out the Austin 360 Instagram and Facebook for more about life in Austin. And talk to us on Twitter at loveaustin360. Please leave us a review on iTunes. It helps other people find our show. I love you so much. The Austin 360 podcast is a production of the feature staff at the Austin American Statesman. This episode was produced by Alyssa Vidalis. Our theme music is from the local band Hardproof, which you should definitely check out at hardproofmusic.com. You can find everything you'd ever want to know about this show and its contributors at austin360.com slash loveaustin360. And if you want to pitch an idea for the show or give us feedback, shoot us a note at loveaustin360 at statesman.com. We couldn't do the show without you, dear listeners, and we can't thank you enough for lending us your ears, your comments, and your closed-toed booties. Until next week, we'll see you wearing sandals as long as you can get away with it.
1: Since 1993, Copenhagen Modern Furniture has showcased Austin's largest collection of fine contemporary furniture and accessories. Now at Copenhagen, receive $200 off any stressless seating or $400 off stressless Mayfair chair and ottoman when you donate $50 to one of our local charities. For more ways to save, visit our showroom on Breaker Lane or go to copenhagenliving.com. Copenhagen Modern Furniture. Austin's premier destination for everything contemporary. Just going to run this
0: dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula.